0: Hey everybody, Chad here. Before we get started, I just wanna run through some dates again just to make sure everybody knows where I'm going to be so you can come out and say hello and wear your Uncle Ronnie shirts or your Blue Sky Energy shirts or the Mouse War shirts or the Kevin the Dogs, any shirt you have, or even if you haven't got a shirt, I'd like you to come out and say, hey, uh, this is normally what happens to me after my shows. People come up and go, hey, we love the podcast. Uh, say hi to Cy, love him the most. And then it's like, okay, well, at least you're coming out and buying a ticket So I can forward a message to Cy for you. But uh, I'm going to be in Denver, Colorado at Comedy Works South, October 13th through 15th. Philadelphia, Punchline, October 21st and 22nd. Birmingham at the Stardome, November 2nd. Huntsville, Alabama, Stand Up Live, November 3rd. Nashville, Zanies, November 4th and 5th. New York City! Get a rope. I'm going to be at Gotham Comedy Club. This is part of the New York City Comedy Festival, November 11th and 12th. Uh, Pittsburgh, Improv, November 17th, Cleveland, Hilarities, November 18th and 19th, and of course, Madison, Wisconsin at the Orpheum. It's a special taping, is it? It's two special tapings. Oh my goodness. There are going to be two shows, two different specials. The early show is one. The late show is completely different. You can come to both if you want. I hope to see you there. And then Austin, Texas at Cap City, December 8th through 10th, and then I'm taking a break for Christmas because Olivia's coming home. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Are you doing okay today? Bing bong bing. How are things? Thanks for coming back and joining us. Hey, I just got back from a massage and I'm feeling like talking like the music that was playing. I also took NyQuil, excuse me, ZQuil, last night, and it's clearly not out of my system because I fell asleep over 100 times during the massage. Across from me, as always, bing, bong, bing, is Cyrus Amundsen.
1: You sound like a guy who's masturbating, watching a massage through a peephole. Hi, Chad. What happened? You oh. took, Z-Quil I took Z-Quil last to night sleep. to fall asleep. Yeah, right. And then right. you then, went and got a massage get, today. Yeah. Oh, so you... And it wasn't
0: out of my system. I was not fully awake when I got this massage because I fell asleep a bunch. And I know that because I, I jolted myself awake. Like you jump, you know, like you miss a stare in a dream. And she kept going, was that too much? Was that too much? And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. I was sleeping. Is that? I was completely.
1: Is it worth it to get a
0: massage and sleep through
1: it? I'm, I mean, it's. I think so. It's the long term effects. So that would make sense. But.
0: I don't know. Is it? Is it worth getting a brand new hip and they put you under? Or do you want to be there for the. See how it works. I don't of think. Of course it's worth it.
1: Are the same thing at all they absolutely are they are not i don't know Uh, did you take a bunch of Zequil before the show that is an extreme comparison
0: (laughs) i know it is but i'm just saying it still does what it's supposed to do whether you're sleeping or not the only difference is when she's working on a knot i don't feel it
1: okay i i understand how they yes that tracks yeah in theory
0: Hello. Yeah, the only difference is when she's using the muscle scraper tool, because I have such a knot, it feels like a giant, I think a giant bird is scratching me with its talons because I'm sleeping and I'm in the middle of a dream. That's the only difference, really.
1: I am dealing, I don't know what the opposite of a massage is. Why am I trying to connect things? Why do I try... So hard to speak it of massages, I'll tell you what's all knotted up. The economy. Like why am I You
0: you do. You sound like an open micer that doesn't quite get segue or doesn't know that you don't need segues. They they're doing the they've read a comedy book and they're like, You have to tie the subjects together or you're gonna be in big trouble.
1: I don't know why I do it. I don't need to do it. Let me Somebody is in the process of stealing my identity. (laughs) And...
0: Oh, father, can you hear me?
1: Now, I have learned a very close friend of mine had his credit card stolen and he went on a radio show in Iowa and just fucking lost his mind. And it led to a serious legal and financial problem for him. So I have learned because of that to not speak in concrete terms or accusations or use the name of the locations with, with which I am frustrated. Sure,
0: sure, that makes sense.
1: Now, before I tell you, let me, let me, tell, you, let me tell you something else first because I, I want to start with one of the best moments I've had in forever. So as we know... I am constantly working on uh, the property here. I'm I'm trying to get my house in shape. And so I spend a lot of time at the various hardware and tool stores in my region. And Mm -hmm. I was at Menards. And I need to rent. I'm renting actually a carpet cleaner. Okay. So and they have Mm -hmm. those. And they also have my grocery stores. They rent these things at weird places, but I'm renting a rug doctor <laughs> from Menards and it's at the service counter. There's two computers and there's two employees. But here's the fun okay. part. You can only rent stuff using one of the computers. So one of the lines with an employee and yeah. a computer has zero people in it. And the other line that can rent stuff has the entire town standing there.
0: Now, how many of those people could have easily gone to the other computer? 100%? Zero. I'm saying the other
1: computer can't rent equipment. It's a flaw. I know what I'm
0: saying is, are the people in front of you just buying normal shit?
1: No, they're all, that's, the, that's why we're all. They're all renting. Okay. It's a flaw in Menards' service counter system. And so. I could
0: listen to you say Menards' all day long.
1: So I am in the back of the line. I walk in. I get in back of the line. And then a guy walks in behind me. He gets in line. Let me paint a picture. 60s, wearing a hat, and the the brim is flat, but not in the cool way. It's just, you know, it's just the way the hat looks. He has <laughs> the sort of jeans that have the latch for a hammer. Okay? Yep he's small about five foot eight five foot ten I don't know why I need to paint you such a picture but I just want you to see him
0: I also don't think five foot eight and five foot ten is small
1: so he gets in line behind me and I'm wearing a mask and you know early on in the pandemic when everything was so divisive I think you would get in more interactions where people would you know question like have an issue with not wearing or wearing a mask. i think i haven't experienced any of that anytime recently i just wear one because of my health situation right. i never deal with anything this guy is the first guy in forever to bring it up he gets behind me and he goes you really think that thing's gonna do something
0: and oh heavens to murgatroyd i like where this is going
1: and i and i think I think my natural instinct is like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to burn a retiree to the ground, in a Menards. But, <laughs> sweet Chad, I don't know. Like, it just it cl- I turned to say something, and it just clicked in my brain, and I was like, nope, new plan. And what I did was I took my mask off, and I go, you know, I don't know. I'm. Some people say wear them. Some people don't. I, you know, I was told to wear it, but. There's so much misinformation out there. And the guy goes, oh, oh," and and I I befriend him. okay, and I talk to him about the ills of our society and the way masks and things were handled. And we go all the way through the line and we get up and I'm about two people away and we're finishing kind of talking. I see an out point and I go. Man, I uh, thank you for uh, being cool about all this. My wife and kids, uh, I tested positive I think yesterday morning and they were like, you have to wear a mask if you go somewhere, you have to. <laughs> and so it's great to know that there are people out there who, you know, get it. Chad, the look on his face, the look on his face worth 100 comes. It is one of the best looks <laughs> To watch this man realize that he started a conversation, I just, I've never been prouder of myself. Ever, 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 ever. And I, I realized that I- I did, not, I did
0: not see this coming, and I'm also very proud of you. I
1: mean, if uh, someday, if I, when I pass away, if we can get a hold of that man and capture that look on his face, just put that on my tombstone. What an all-time <laughs> moment. Probably if I'm doing a Mount Rushmore of moments since I've moved to Ohio, that face is on mm-hmm. all four of the president's heads. Interesting. It was so fun. Now, did I did I, you know, whatever. I don't I don't I don't want to talk about mask or any of that shit That's. I just it was just a fun moment. But the reason I am renting from Menards is because another unnamed entity that. Sells hardware and tools. Stole my identity. Wait a second. Are they a depot? I I'm, I. I'm, helps you with your home. I'm not going. Allegedly. I'm not going to confirm Allegedly. or deny. But I went in. Allegedly. I forgot my. I forgot my physical credit card because almost everywhere on the planet you can use Apple Pay. And uh, yeah. but at these hardware stores, they're like, hey, do you have Ace Hard Pay? You're like, just let me fuck. Let me do what I do in the rest of the world.
0: And so allegedly, did you just admit where it was? That's no, no, I hate. used
1: I used them as an example. So I wouldn't admit where it was. Okay. <laughs> so I I'm not going to I need $13 worth of stuff and I don't want to drive all the way home. So I open a store credit card to Jesus Christ. buy $13 worth of stuff. And for the first time ever, I use my Ohio information. I've never used it on anything ever. Two days later, Target calls me and they go, hey, did you open a Target card and try to charge $6,000 to it? I was like, uh-uh. And then they asked me, is this your information? And it's the Ohio information. Oh, wow. Wow. And then I start getting another card opened and another card opened and then on my existing cards I start getting all these charges right so I handled it really like an adult I went in and I went to the service counter and had a top 5 meltdown and accused the workers of personally stealing my identity which I believe or stealing my information not identity which I yeah. I believe to be the case and so The we're in the middle of fixing it, but yesterday we had one card left that was usable and we found weird charges on it yesterday. And my wife called the company, Jenna, and we're on the speakerphone and we find out that the charge is for a website called GayLemon.com with two M's. GayLemon.com.
0: And it is... And then Jenna was like, oh, I guess it was your charges?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, kudos. If I hadn't had those charges, even with those charges, I'm pretty proud of her that she took my side. Because I don't know if your husband can spend, you know, years discussing how attractive the male doctors are on Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) And then guarantee you that it's not his gay porn site that he's a member to. Right. But in this moment, she does, yeah, she does believe that somebody else did it. So I got away with it, Chad. Look at me. I'm out here (laughs) watching gay porn, having the time of my life, and she's none the wiser.
0: Yeah, good for you. That's smart to do that fake, uh... To do that fake identity stolen thing.
1: The moment they stole my identity, I was like, G-A-Y-L-E-M-M-O-N.com.
0: Subscribe. (laughs) Yeah, because now now you have all this other proof that someone is stealing your shit. It's the best time to do what you actually want to do. Jenna, somebody opened a
1: Target card. Somebody opened a Kohl's card. Somebody came to our house and put these two guys sucking each other's dicks on my TV. How far
0: will they go? (laughs) (laughs) i should have never given them the address damn it what's it like to have someone steal your identity that you don't have to see at family functions
1: well it's i mean i i hate it because i would love the vengeance factor you know you have you have access to the person who's committed the crime i just had to go to home depot and throw a fit and they were like sir please talk to our corporate fraud department. I was like, I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to her in the vest and that kid that's standing next to her that wrote my shit down. That's who I want to talk to.
0: Oh, absolutely. And first of all, that was a trick because my father was never at any family function. So it was a little bit of a joke. But what I'm saying is, of course, I don't, yeah, why would I want to talk to fraud? Why would I want to talk to someone who had nothing to do with this when the little bitch... That heard my fucking, the, the little kid, the little guy that heard my information and wrote it down clearly two times, one for here and one for himself. Also, you kind of had it coming because you were charging $13 worth of stuff. That's ridiculous. I'm not but saying it is, I'm blameless. But that's, I, yeah, that's... um. Not only do I, I would have been like, hey man, I don't want to talk to the fraud department. I want to talk to the police department. And I want them to come in here and I want them to really shake things up a little bit. I, man, I, Did you call the cops? I didn't call the cops, no. Okay. Maybe I should have. I think I'm going to become a big cop caller. Oh, that's when I'm fun. Older.
1: Yeah, you're one of those big guys. Big cop caller. Got, just for any reason? For any, any reason. Hello?
0: My neighbor's walking his dog weird again. Like stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Dude, let me tell you about... I know we made fun of tying things together, but Poe has figured out how to get out of my house because I don't have... I didn't have door knobs. I had door handles, the ones where you kind of push a lever down. Oh, sure, sure. And so now he just does that and lets himself out. So several times... This summer, when I would have to come into town and go into an appointment or something, I'd bring Poe in, and I'd leave him at the house, and then the back door would be wide open, and my neighbor would be like, hey, did you just get here? And I'm like, well, I've been here for a little while. He goes, oh, you must have left your door open. I "I didn't. It's a little sticky. So I never knew what was going on. I thought it was the wind, maybe I didn't shut it tight But then I'm sitting... I'm watching TV and I hear a knock at the door. So I immediately mute my TV and wait for the person to go away because that's how I handle people that knock on my door. And then I could hear someone talking outside my front door. And it wasn't normal talking. It wasn't like two adults talking. It felt like someone was talking to either a baby or a dog. And so I'm like, all right, I better go out there and see what's going on. So I open the door and this my neighbor across the street, she is... Sweet as apple pie. Okay. She brought, she has Poe on a leash. And I go, "Uh Uh-oh, what happened here? She goes, Well, he's been over at my house three times today. The first two times I brought him home, your side door was open. So I put him in the house and shut the door. I hope that's okay. And I was like, Yeah, that's okay. And then she goes, This time I came over and the side door wasn't open and I didn't want to open it. So I knocked on the front door. Well, I had let Poe out. I had a fence built in my backyard this summer so I could let the dog out so he could have some room to roam. But this little bitch, Shawshank Redemptioned, crawled all the... Army crawled all the way under the deck where I don't have lattice. But I thought there's no way he's going to army crawl because there's only one spot he can do it. And it's the length of the deck. And it's so low that he would have had to take forever to get out. So he fucking... Andy dufresne it all the way through there and got out from under the stairs and then took off again. Amazing. So, I have so much shit to do. I had my... I was so frustrated because I had, like, one of those little dog fences up against two spots in my house so he couldn't get to the doors. I had stuff pushed up against those so he couldn't move them. I mean, it sucks having a smart dog because then you have to deal with all this shit. Yeah. But... So I went and I got doorknobs from uh, from Home Depot. Nothing in my life was stolen, allegedly. and um, But now I have to figure out how to... I think I'm going to have to build stairs all the way around my deck so this little bitch can't get out. It's kind of annoying because I'm trying to... How do you explain to a dog, Hey, I'm trying to be nice to you so you don't have to be on a leash. But I will put him on a one-foot leash. And just... He has to, he has to shit right where he stands, right where I hook him up. There's no movement. He's going to ha- just have to shit and then slowly back over his shit to bark to come inside. So because I'm That's cool. No, it's not. I have tried my hardest. To be a good animal father, but I, I can't have do tried it so hard to be out. a
1: boyfriend to you, Cindy, and you just make me hit you. <laughs> you you did this
0: now back over your shit and stand by the tree. Here's the thing. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe he sees that I'm not handling empty nesting that well. And he's like, I'm going to start sneaking out and give this old man something to do. I don't know. But it's somebody it, um, new to
1: raise you need there's somebody new to teach
0: yeah maybe your next album will be called paw prints on the moon (laughs) what if i did what if i just became a dog comic and i brought my dog with me and made people watch it in the green room fucking gross and you know who you are um So, so the nicest, she's the nicest neighbor in the world. She comes over and she brings the dog and then she goes, I know you don't know me. And I go, yeah, I do, Mary. Oh, I probably shouldn't say her name, but yeah, I do. I, uh, <laughs> you, can, I don't care. Leave it in. But I just, I, I know you cause you, you gave me a bunch of like canned dog food that your dogs didn't like and Poe loved it. So you kept, you gave me all that. So I know exactly who you are. And also my neighbor, on this side of the street brought me spaghetti sauce, salsa, and blueberry wait, 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 wait. syrup that she can. No, no, I can't. I got I to gotta tell you. My neighbors are lights out. I know they're lights out, but
1: before you go there, I can't get past. You solved the deck problem. What are you doing about your dog who learned how to open a door?
0: Well, I changed out the levers for doorknobs. Okay, so that's solved. Yeah, he so he can't do that. And if somehow he gets those fucking things open... Let him do it. he I'm going to get the... No, no. I'm going to get the little... Yeah. He, he gets... Listen to me. S- Poe gets a doorknob open. He gets to do what he wants forever. I'm actually going to send him to college and do a documentary called uh, Math Bud or something.
1: <laughs> oh, Math Bud. That would be really yeah. fun. Yeah, thank you. He's just... <laughs> he's just the janitors at this point. Here's the plot of Math Bud. Chad, down on his luck, missing his kids, gives up on comedy, lets himself go. He's a behemoth. But as his savings dwindle, his snacks habit increases and he needs to make money. He takes a job at the local college, right, as a janitor, okay? But he brings his only friend with a dog. Now, the community college also has a disgraced math professor, right? Right. Someone who was on the forefront of mathematics and did something, I don't know, bad that got him kicked out of the math community. I'm not good at storylines. Then... He touched a bottle. Then, okay, I don't know that he needs to be a a molesting math professor. I think that becomes a darker, harder-to-sell story if we're trying to get this script made. better
0: alliteration, though.
1: So the math professor has forever... He's been trying to figure out how to get back into the good graces of the math world. And he knows if he just solves this equation, he can do it. And then one day after hours, as Chad is mopping floors and his dog is with him, Buddy, he finds his way into the room, picks up a piece of chalk, and with his little dog teeth, solves the equation. And thus, the journey of Math Bud and his new mathematics partner, who apparently is a pedophile in your version of the story, They take the math world by storm. And I don't know what happens after that. In sports, you win a championship. But I don't know. Maybe they start an accounting firm. I don't know. I love it.
0: Math bud. Well, I think the dog actually just leaves and goes to see about a girl.
1: Yeah, can you see? it, It would have to be, yeah, if we really wanted to ape Goodwill Hunting, you know, that scene in the bar, the how you like them apples, that would be a great scene with a dog whose best friend and, like, the Ben Affleck that's with him there is a disgraced math professor who is an alleged pedophile. It's a tough story. I don't know that we are going to get it made, but I love it.
0: I love it, too, and I just uh, I love the fact that we're, uh, you know, we both talk about our dogs on here, and we're doing ads for pube cutters. Anyways. You know what? We
1: should probably go a different direction because this is the most fun I've had on the podcast in two years. And uh, (laughs) we need to keep me in check.
0: I went exactly six days ago. I went surfing for four hours. Okay. And I'm still sore.
1: Surfing in the ocean?
0: Yeah. I was visiting Olivia and we went surfing... And it was, we went surfing for four hours and it was a lot, that's a long time to be surfing. And it was, um, it was kind of intense at one point. She, I don't get freaked out in the ocean, but she freaked me out a little bit where she was like, Oh my God, what's that circling over there? And I looked and there was something moving the water. Like you could tell there was something right on the surface. And so I don't know. I ate shit so hard a couple times that, um, so here's the problem. When you're learning how to figure skate, when you're learning how to skateboard, when you're learning how to play hockey, when you're learning how to walk, you need first to learn how to fall. Okay. Right? I'm not good at wiping out surfing because I got uh, hit. I don't think you're normally supposed to get hit. I think you're supposed to learn how to kind of kick the board a different direction. Okay. But I got hit with the fin right on top of the head to the point where I was positive I was bleeding. And then I can't be in the water if I'm bleeding because that's what attracts sharks. I'm not about to go out there and bleed on my <laughs> uh, But I wiped out a couple times. And um, parts of my body that I didn't know had muscles, you know, because all you're doing is trying to adjust and contort your body to get your head above water. Mm-hmm. And God damn, man, it is not. I'm still sore. And then Olivia, listen to this. This girl grew up in Minnesota, so she's had 10,000 lakes, but never any big waves or anything like that. She loves California. She loves the idea of California life. She loves the idea of surfing. She has tried surfing a bunch of times. Finally, on this journey, she got up on a surfboard. And I don't know that I've ever seen her more excited about anything. I mean, she got in, she worked super hard in high school through a pandemic to keep good grades and got into a private school that gave her a bunch of money to go there. And she was not even as excited about that as she was when she got up on a surfboard. She turned around and looked at me and was smiling and like putting her arms in the air and then ate shit, which was kind of awesome. Oh, that's great Cause you need to focus. Dude, it was, it was so fun and kind of happened. I went in with a normal outfit because I didn't know we were going to go surfing. We just rented these surfboards
1: normal like uh like t-shirt or were you in jeans
0: (laughs) well t-shirt and and normal walk around shorts not not a swimsuit I
1: like the idea that if you're in your normal clothes especially uh you can't see Chad right now but he has a huge this is your beard is at its beardiest I would say it's very yeah and it's so many different colors and it's so big and you can almost see, I'm sure if you zipped that uh, sweatshirt down a little bit, I could get a little hair coming out of up there. Is that a fair assessment? You got some like top half yeah, chest hair? Yeah, I'm not a
0: very hairy person below the neck, but you'd see a little bit, yeah. So
1: I like, and, and your hair your hair is a little long on top, but you've been wearing hats so much, and I bet you were wearing a hat that day. So it has that like peeled back, I stuck my head out of a van going 70 miles per hour look. And yeah. if you went surfing in your clothes in LA, there had to have at least been a couple people on the beach like, hey they're remaking that Teen Wolf movie for a surfer.
0: <laughs> Actually, I had on a red Coca-Cola t-shirt, and Olivia told me it looked like Santa Claus lost his sleigh and had to surf down from the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that that makes cause... me
0: so angry that her burn is better than mine. <laughs> But I also have the exact right now body type for that to work out. It is intense. But yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, but I, I just, again, you know, I've been doing stuff all summer, little things here and there, swimming, running, you know, in water, doing this stuff just to try to stay a little bit healthy and surfing. I got back when the, uh, the guy goes, how was surfing? And I go, well, I can tell you why you never see fat surfers. <laughs> Because it was so hard.
1: My family, uh, my family is all on a trip without me right now. And I am getting pictures back of the trip. Okay. Which I think my mom thinks is a nice thing to do. And I appreciate it. But like when you send pictures of beautiful scenery, uh, they're in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. One of the most beautiful places on earth. And Dan Cummins land. Yep. And they're quit sending me pictures, you know, send them when you're back or just send pictures of just trips that you and dad are on where I can go. That's beautiful. But I don't know that I'd want to be on that trip with you two. You can't be with everybody else and send me pictures. But the reason they're out there, uh, they all headed out west to murder a moose. The uh, it is it is hunting season for Papa Bruce and Brother Greg. And my sister, Emily, her husband, John, he, the last couple of years is getting into it. So he got a moose license in Idaho. Yep. They live in Washington. And so he and my sister went and then my brother brought his whole family and my mom and dad. And they're all staying in this beautiful Airbnb that overlooks like this amazing lake. And it looks like so much fun and they're doing all that to take the life of a moose and <laughs> they they got they they did kill a moose and uh i you know they sent me the picture so anytime they they go on a lot of hunting trips and i've said this before on the show growing up and still today our family doesn't eat store bought meat if you come to my house and you eat food it's Something my brother, or dad took down with a gun. Brother, come. You come. Okay. You come around a uh, down. You know town now. And so they do the thing though, like you've seen the hunters' pictures where after they sh- they shoot something, they kneel next to it and like hold its head, or they're all behind it. I I think it's the thing that probably enrages animal activists the most. Like, hey, you you killed a thing and then posed near its corpse.
0: Yeah, I took a lot of heat when I posted my panda picture, but it's like, whatever. Have you killed a panda? Relax, bro. If
1: the zoo didn't say anything, why the fuck are you saying anything?
0: Thank you. It's like, if you wanted me to stay out of the enclosure, build a better fence.
1: I can't have you coming in here telling me what I did was wrong when everybody at the zoo just looked the other direction. Get out of here. So Thank you. They, they hunt these animals and they always send the picture. And I think they send it to all their hunting friends. And so they sent me this picture of my dad my brother-in-law and my brother all behind this enormous moose. It is enormous. And I did what I always do, which is I replied with the words, poor moose. And then, yeah. then I give it a little time. I start writing a story about who that moose was. And his role in the moose community and what his friends and family probably think about my brother and my dad and my brother-in-law taking that moose off the earth. And I think that's a very funny thing (laughs) as they're getting all their friends sending messages like, hell yeah, oh man, that's trophy moose right there, what a hunt. And then they just get a page and a half story about who this moose was and what he meant to to the other members of the moose community. I think that's a very funny thing to do.
0: Oh, I think it's great. And do they, so do, do your, does your family eat the heart? Do they Because a moose heart has to be as big as someone's head that's on that trip, right?
1: Yeah, I, what if they just did just for the sake of like, you know, it, it's just like a, you know, a power move. It's not even for the food. I, the thing is, we, like I said, they, they make use, they don't hunt anything they can't eat. And so I'll never I'm never going to have like listen to anybody get on me about hunting. I I have no time for that. I will say the other side of that is I am convinced that they are willing to eat anything so they can hunt it. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were like, they're like, hey, guys, if somebody put a season on possums, my dad and brother, to justify it, would eat possum foot stew. You know, if somebody goes, if somebody handed them a good skunk burrito recipe, they're hunting skunks. I think they they are they are more willing to try food if it means they can hunt a thing.
0: Yeah, guys, listen, I, I know, but you weren't at the doctor office with me. okay? you weren't at the appointment. They told me I could only get iron from the meat of a black rhino. So you weren't even there, dude. I had to. And then I had to sell the tusk. I had to, or whatever it's called on a rhino.
1: The they, Now, I will say they are not trophy. It's this weird thing. They don't hunt for trophy, but then they do mount stuff. So, like, my my dad and brother, you never see them hunt a lion, uh, you know, or a, or an elephant. But I also think that's the interesting conversation. Like, we decide which animals are pretty. Like, if my dad... I think there are people who will be upset if somebody shoots a lion or an elephant or something, but in front of those same people, you could probably stick a spear through a mouse or a rat's heart and everybody'd be like, good, good, <laughs> but they're not big game trophy hunters. They're food hunters. And then if they shoot a big enough animal, they do, you know, in my brother's and my dad's house, you walk in and it does feel eh, a little bit Jumanji ish on the walls.
0: Sure. And and sometimes people will hunt and if they get too much meat, they will give it to a homeless shelter. They will have it processed. And there's like a a system where you can get your meat processed. They will bring it to the homeless shelter. And then you get, of course, you know, what do you think that homeless people really want to eat uh, deer? And it's like, yeah, well, I've seen them eating a half piece of pizza out of a garbage can. So I bet... If you cook the deer with something that tasted good, it would be fine. I bet they would be they would champion venison. I was out eating lunch with uh Kelsey Cook, and I let slip that I um I used to shoot and eat squirrels mm-hmm. when we'd go camping. Hell yeah,
1: brother. Hell yeah.
0: My friends Tony, my friends Tony and Ryan and I went camping because it was this little island T-bone and rye guys, a little island. bit
1: of fried squirrel, hell.
0: Yeah hell yeah brother hell yeah and so we'd go we'd go over to this camping place because there was a like an electric pole or whatever they're called Mm -hmm. you know a a line and then you could pull the cable down that was connected to the pole that was that was also connected to the ground right Mm -hmm. you could pull this thing the two people would pull it as tight as you could and then the third person would hang on to it and the the two people that were pulling it would let go and it would shoot you into the air. It was like reverse bungee. Okay. It was awesome. And so we'd go over there for a weekend or you know, like a three day weekend, and then we'd bring some food, but then we kind of counted on either catching fish or getting squirrels. Ew. Hell yeah. And uh, and then yeah, so then after lunch, we were we were walking to where I can't remember where we were you going. You and Kelsey were back in the present. Yeah, and she saw a squirrel, and she goes, ooh, still hungry? And I was like, okay, fucking relax. I think she was pretty grossed out by the fact that I ate a squirrel and killed it and cleaned it.
1: Well, I think I can say on the behalf of this whole program that she needs to grow the fuck up. Some people hunt and kill their food because
0: they're alphas. Some people hunt and kill. You can't always go on Yelp to find the best shit. I'm sorry I'm not one of these cuck men who will
1: hold your hand and you can't even hardly feel it, ma'am. I'm out here trying to slay a fucking moose and eat its heart, okay? And if you got a problem with that, then you got a problem with men. Where am I going with this character?
0: (laughs) Where is this? I I think you're going to therapy.
1: (laughs) The... I, the, it is true. no matter like you could change the rules what, wherever the goalposts move, you know I, I think it's justifiable to hunt an animal if you I mean they, they make the meat themselves often, you know, sometimes they get processed, but they'll they'll be you know making the steaks and doing everything themselves. I, I think it's justifiable, but if you if those goalposts shifted and the societal norm was like you can kill something as long as you use every part of the animal. You know, my dad would be building a moose flute out of the antlers and Greg, Greg would have built shoes for his children out of the hooves like they they'll do what it takes.
0: Well, and, and sometimes people try their heart. Bless their heart. You know what? Bless their heart. Sometimes they try their hardest because they'll go out and they'll kill a deer and then they're going to have a big party where they make. Uh, brats out of the venison and there's this whole situation it's very fun and then you you eat the brat right and you're used to professionals that have made brat from uh good meat right they made a brat and so you bite in with expectations to this venison brat and you go oh my god um rotten meat i didn't <laughs> know how good it would taste but my God, do you have any chips? I mean, because, but it is interesting because. If you, you can't make these, meat,
1: if you, don't, if you don't know how to prepare meat, like these, there are a lot of guys out there like, yeah, I make my own meat. It's like, well, I'm not coming to you. Any events that you're in charge of, you have to be pretty good at making your own meat.
0: That, that, is, that is my point. There is It's not like you just figure it out on the fly. Correct. You have to know what you're doing. 100%
1: also uh, the the other thing so they shot the moose day two so now they're just on a family vacation for the rest of the week in Coeur d'Alene. Uh and that means I get updates from my brother on how everybody is behaving and yeah. I want to read to you and I'm on I'm on this time zone all the way over here and they're on that one all the way over so you know obviously right. it's a, a, a I got this message late but at 12. 30 in the morning last night, I get these messages. Right now, I'm watching Dad watching the voice. He's invested to a level that makes no sense. And (laughs) there's a couple things done packed there with the first message, but all I could think of was that they shot the moose too early and it didn't satiate Greg's need to hunt something. And so when he said, I'm watching Dad watching the voice... I just picture him in all camo that looks like couch cushions hiding in the back of the room, tracking my dad's behaviors.
0: Oh, I was thinking it was from the window outside. <laughs> And, he's climbed a tree and somehow watching your dad watch The Voice.
1: Yeah, he's in a deer stand, just just focusing <laughs> on my dad's behavior. He somehow figured out how to build a brew stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a brew stand and he's got a. What he did to bait him is in the kitchen. There's a window open and there's just a cooler of uh, a cooler of Miller Lights in there, and he's letting my dad. My dad will walk in and go, "Oh, that's weird. I didn't bring those," and he takes one and he drinks it and nothing happens. So he starts to trust it. And so my dad keeps returning to the beer cooler. And then eventually my brother puts an arrow from a bow and arrow through his rib cage and heart. Just so everybody knows how hunting works. (laughs) The second message is uh, right after that is Blake Shelton said he wasn't going to push his button for the rest of the night. And dad aggressively said, that's bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, my God. I love it. So, I love... It makes sense because my dad is a guy who's really into people's dreams coming true. So I understand sure. why he would like the voice, but to be invested to a level that he would be angry at Blake for what has to be a, a performance concept on that show is... Right. I mean, that's amazing to me. I also... I would love to see my dad on the voice. I would love it.
0: I would, I was just gonna say that. It would be so nice. So, for those of you that don't know the concept of the voice, there are four people that are highly regarded artists/record, like producers, all that shit. Sure, right? got it. And they are in a chair, they are turned around, they mm-hmm. cannot see who is singing. That's why it's called the voice and not the face. Because so many times in show business, it's about the face, but not this time, it's about the voice. And so they hear the voice and if they love it, if they love what they're hearing, the tone, the runs, all of it, they turn their chair and then they have, an. depending on how many people turn their chair, they have an opportunity to try to get that singer onto their team and then the person with the last singer standing, uh, the coach, is they're the winning team. And so that's the concept. And so I see, I see Bruce coming out there, right? He's got his white hair, he's got a uh, ponytail. He's got uh, American flag swim trunks on. He's, he's performing, right? I'm, assuming,
1: I'm assuming he's performing under his, under his stage name, The Unknown Cowboy. The, un, the Unknown Cowboy. And, and here's the thing. Uh, the Unknown Cowboy is about to become known. Huh? Yes, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, okay. And
0: then he, he starts this little guitar riff and people go, oh, well, he's good at that. And then he starts singing about a dog that he took to prom. And people go ape shit. They all he gets a four chair turn, and people are like, "Holy shit! Did you write that song?" And Blake Shelton is like, "I wasn't gonna push my button for the rest of the night, but god damn it, there was one time I tried writing a song about taking my dog to the prom, and I couldn't get through it lyrically. It didn't make sense, but god damn it, unknown cowboy." And he goes, "It's Bruce." And now he's known. And now now we know who he is. Now he's known. Now we know who he. Oh yes.
1: Can you please get him to try it? A couple of things. Uh, I hate that you mentioned uh, the Dog to Prom song because obviously that is a song that we discussed on one of the earliest episodes of the show. And I told people that I I would release it. And then I had a way better idea for it. If I got to record or do stand up again, I was writing a song around it and I was going to make that song a secret track on the album and uh and so everybody selfish i am selfish so stop messaging me i love you i appreciate everyone that keeps mentioning that i'm keeping it for a grander purpose secondly him going on that show is a win-win for me because either a he is successful and that's a that's big that's great or b he's not successful and now i have a video clip of him failing on national television forever And I can remix it how I want. I can make t-shirts out of it. I can do what either. This is a good a celebrate dad moment or fuck with dad moment. It's a win either direction. Either way, if he loses or wins, whatever the reaction he has on his face, I'm getting a big head of that. And I'm putting it on his wall (laughs) next to all those animals he and my brother murdered.
0: Oh, that's perfect. I have a clip of my friend, Danny, who was on America's Got Talent and was absolutely crucified by the crowd, <laughs> even though it was a really funny set. And he is such a funny stand-up. He is really intelligent, really funny, very dry. But the- Heidi didn't like him at all. And he was well, talking shit back If anybody, if back anybody to knows
1: comedy, it's somebody who's been gorgeous since the moment they were a person, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like it's listen, I sure would like someone who uh, you know, just came out of the womb with long legs and a pretty face and had everything handed to them. I'm sure she did work hard after to like get her business. Do you think of how tired uh, her legs know, are
1: from walking up and down runways and being pretty? What an exhausting journey to that fame and yeah, fortune. And
0: and you know, you're you know, you're always upset because um a famous singer with acne scars put four babies into you and you thought that your prettiness was going to outdo the acne scars and it didn't work. And so now you're upset and you're always mad. Maybe that's the song Bruce jokes.
1: does. Maybe he does Kiss by a Rose as a cover.
0: Oh, hell yeah. I'm into that. What if it's but Kissed by a Rose, but then we find out later that's the dog's name, Rose.
1: Oh, that's an interesting twist. Stop bringing it up. Chad... <laughs> I love you. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'll see you soon. And I love you. Goodbye.
0: I can't wait till we play that song.
1: Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.